BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. An incredibly deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. With LinkedIn ads, you'll be able to target over 70 million decision makers all in one place. No deep voice required. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. iHeartRadio presents Podversations, a weekly discussion with the biggest names and influencers in podcasting. Want to learn the secret psych-up rituals Scrub star Zach Braff and Donald Faison use before every fake doctor's real friends taping? How Vice News parachutes into war zones to rescue journalists from life-threatening situations? Or why Keegan-Michael Key and Blumhouse believe 3D audio is the future of storytelling? Whether you're a newbie trying to break into the podcast game or an exec trying to refine your playbook, Podversations is the easiest way to keep your pulse on the industry. Hello and welcome back to the iHeart Podcast Speaker Series. I'm Will Pearson, president of iHeart Podcast. As you know, we like to get together each week and talk about a different podcast or family of podcasts. Today is going to be a super interesting one. We are going to be talking about the show Betrayal, which became a huge hit for us. And it's in the true crime space. You know, and it's maybe worth stopping down for just a second and talking about why we do true crime or how we think about true crime here at iHeart. You know, when we do shows in this space, maybe going back to some of our earliest shows in the true crime space and you think about shows like Atlanta Monster or you think about shows like Happy Face, we often think before we greenlight a show, you know, why are we doing this show? And what we never want to do is produce true crime just for the sake of talking about crime. Whenever we think about a show that we want to greenlight, we think about it through a lens of what is important to tell about this story. In the case of Atlanta Monster, with the tragic disappearances of predominantly young boys, young Black boys in the city of Atlanta a couple of decades ago, we were trying to tell this larger social story, this story of relationships 
relationship with police departments, with the relationship of communities. As we tell a story like Happy Face, the story of Melissa Moore, the daughter of the Happy Face serial killer, we want to tell the stories of those that are victims in different ways. And today we're talking about the show Betrayal. We're going to be talking to Andrea Gunning, who was the host of the first season. And we're talking with Ashley Litton, who was actually our season two Betrayal survivor to talk about each of their seasons. But Andrea, Ashley, thanks for spending some time with us. Thanks for having us. Yes, yeah. thank you. So I'm, I'm going to go back to season one, which which yeah. featured, you know, th- this story of betrayal about a woman named Jennifer, her now ex-husband Spencer. And Andrea, I'll, I'll toss to you first and, and get a sense. What was it that drew you to this story? And maybe just share a little bit about the story of what we were trying to do with this first season. Yeah. So I had first gotten a call from Jen's agent because she works in the reality TV space and that's Glass Entertainment Group's bread and butter. And he set up a call. And when we spoke to Jennifer for the first time, what was apparent to me was her pain was so palpable. Like she had just lost what she thought her life actually was. And I had gone through like similar infidelity and I kind of understood not to the gravity that she experienced, but I could feel her pain within myself. It was identifiable. It was relatable. And I just wanted to help her understand and make sense of what happened to her and have her try to figure out who the man she married actually was. And it just felt so relatable to me. And I couldn't ignore her pain. And that's really why I gravitated to the story. For, for anyone watching or listening today that has not had a chance to check out season one, and there probably aren't that many of them, because again, this podcast hit number one, it's now surged twice, which is, again, as we try to tell stories like this, it really is nice to see audiences catching on and wanting to share these stories. But for those that haven't listened, can you share a little bit about what that was, what the betrayal was Yeah, we're digging into with the story? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Jen was confronted with the fact that her husband was being arrested for sexually assaulting a student. He was a three-time teacher of the year in Georgia. He was a big person in their community. It's the love of her life. If they were college sweethearts, they broke up for a while, then kind of found each other later in life. And, you know, through him being arrested, and then she was like, what's going on? I need to kind of investigate more and, and soon found evidence of like, affair after affair, people she knew, random women all over the map. I mean, he basically was unfaithful to her almost every day of their marriage, and they Mm -hmm. were married for seven years. And so the podcast is really her understanding and speaking with the sexual assault victim, the other women that he had affairs with, and then also to experts to really get to understand who her husband actually is and figure out what a perpetrator is and what their behavior is like. And, you know, he groomed a lot of his victims. And so we talk and explore grooming. So that's essentially what we did with season one. And the season, like we said, you know, really took off. And and in a lot of ways, this first story of betrayal became bigger than I think many of us thought it would. Any thoughts from you on as this got out into the world and started to build this audience and again, surge to to the top of the charts? I mean, what were your thoughts on all of this? You know, I, uh, Jen and I were like, we're going to upload to Omni and then get out of the country is kind of what was our plan because we just didn't know how it would do. You never know in podcasting. You just don't know. And so like, I think a weekend I had went away with my mom and she called me and she was just crying and we just couldn't believe it. We just yeah. couldn't believe it was performing so well and people were really resonating with it. It goes back to my initial phone call with her 
There is just something Mm -hmm. relatable about her pain, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I think uh, different people, especially women, can see themselves in Jen. And I know, Ashley, that's certainly how you felt. And I think that there's something to be said about exploring difficult conversations. I mean, Mm -hmm. Jen had to sit down with the high school student that he really damaged and hurt. Mm -hmm. And she gave and provided that space to Jen. And Jen had conversations with the women he had affairs with. And they carried a lot of shame. And she kind of relieved them of that, you know, that shame and that pain. Mm. And so there was something really powerful there. And so it's complicated. Life isn't black and white. It's gray. And I think people appreciate when we focus on that gray. Yeah. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, 
And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. You talk about a lot of big ideas, which sometimes do sit in that gray space. Yeah. You know, concepts like betrayal, trauma, as something yeah. that we often don't talk a whole lot about. Do you mind talking about that? And then would love to hear from Ashley a bit as well. You know, when something like this happens, where you makes you fundamentally look at your life, like where you are now in your past, you're kind of confronted of like what was real, what wasn't real, and so that makes you feel extremely unsafe. I never heard of betrayal trauma until I worked on this show, and. I thought it was such an important thing to talk about because it made a lot of sense. Of course, Jen is afraid. Of course, Jen is scared. Of course, she's going to have trust issues. So let's explore that right. because that's it's a lot of collateral damage. Yeah. I mean, Ashley, you know that better than I do. Yeah, Ashley, I would love to hear what made you decide to reach out because you were one of the millions of listeners for the first season of Betrayal. And you were compelled to then reach out to Andrea and, and sort of share your story and talk about this, which ultimately ended up becoming the subject matter of season two. What made you decide to reach out? Yeah. So going back to the whole betrayal trauma, you know, part of Jen's story, Andre is right. There's some type of camaraderie that I think anyone can feel that's gone through any type of betrayal there. And initially when I first listened to the podcast, that's actually what I had searched up was betrayal and just to see what had come up and the betrayal podcast did come up. And so when I listened to Jen, I felt like she understood me, you know, so for however long it had been, maybe a year past what happened to to my family, for the first time, I didn't feel like I was standing alone, you know, on an island by myself. I was like, Jen is on this island with me. So I, I sat on it for a minute you know, because someone in my position as a wife of somebody who's done something so terrible and as a mother, you know, to my children, I felt really powerless, whether it was with the judicial system or within my community or emotionally for my children or for my extended family. And I just knew that I needed to say something. I needed other people to know and I wanted to be a part of that. And so I just emailed in it was like a maybe not even a paragraph. It was more bullet points as I told him what my name was. And I said, here's my story. My husband was this, 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 and this. And he's also this. But I thought in my head, I was like, okay, well, now I've done what my conscious is telling me to do. So that's really the reason why I went on this journey. And yeah. I'm so grateful that they listened and they heard me because absolutely, I wasn't being heard. Yeah. For those that have not yet had the chance to hear the second season, do you want to share a little bit about your story? And again, what led you to reach out there? Yeah, absolutely. So my husband and I lived just a typical suburban life. He was well known in our community. He'd raised my older two children. My oldest was two and my son was five months old. So he has always been their father. We do have a child together. I mean, just typical life, soccer mom, dance mom, football mom. It was just very, very typical. And while starting a business, I just happened to come across a folder of child sexual abuse material in his iCloud account. And 
season two really kind of goes over that story, but it's more of like a, a liftoff for some bigger topics that need to be talked about as far as, you know, legislation or sentencing guidelines, or just like you said, from a victim or a survivor's perspective and how the world treats us versus how a lot of our programming and things like that are geared towards our perpetrator and where we're left kind of in the dust to try to figure out what to do next. And it's very isolating, very, very isolating. And so our season two goes into that and then also goes into mental health as well. And maybe why I was able to stay in relationships, not just with my husband, but maybe earlier on and make the decisions that I had made. And I think that's really where a lot of our listeners were able to connect with that as well. So it was fun to kind of see the podcast take on a mind of its own and explore some of these really important topics that a lot of the listeners I know because I've read some of the emails, which I'm so grateful for, but they've really connected to. Yeah, you mentioned those. And thank you for sharing your, your story there. And, and you mentioned the emails, Andrea, you received countless emails after the first season of the trail and really trying to decide, you know, how do you process these? What do you do with this? But there was something that really connected you with Ashley's story. And uh, I'm curious, what was it that allowed you to sort of connect so deeply to Ashley when you saw her outreach? I think that she was just radically transparent mm -hmm. and honest and open. And we're never in the business of convincing anyone to like share their story. And it just yeah. seemed like Ashley was just so ready. Yeah. And listen, like, and Ashley knows this, we considered a lot of stories that people had shared with us. And in this particular case, we struggled with it. I mean, the crime itself is about child sexual abuse material. And yeah. I give a lot of credit to you. I give a lot of credit to Allie Perry, who is our direct report with you guys. We have reached out and said, hey, guys, this is what this topic is. How do you guys feel about it? Because the reality is, is this is a topic that people are really afraid of. Yeah. And people are really it's like, oh, I, I don't know if I want to hear about this. This is, this is too much. And instead of backing off of it, we all leaned in and you and iHeart were so game for it. And I just thought that was so, so cool. I think in terms of Ashley, you know, she wrote to us saying, I too am a part of a club no one wants to be a part of. Yeah. And, you know, she felt so isolated. And I think that she was ready to like command her voice and I, it just resonated on paper. Yeah. You know, the story obviously has now been heard your story, Ashley, by millions of people. And I'm, I'm curious what that experience has been like, because I'm sure that it took a lot of bravery to, to reach out and say, I, I feel like I should tell this story. I feel like I'm ready to tell the story. I'm sure it was also in some respects, I'm assuming terrifying to do that at some level as well. But what has the experience been like sharing your story with the world? Or are you glad that you made the decision to? It sounds like you are, but just curious what that experience has been like. Yeah, it's interesting because even when I go back to when I reported my husband, there wasn't even a choice. Like that's just what needed to be done. And there wasn't a choice. And that's how exactly how I feel about the podcast. Like I understand that there's always a choice or whatever, but I just felt like this is what had to be done. And I still feel that way. And so for me, I knew when I opened this, that it was going to be something that I did for the rest of my life. And not necessarily just because I wanted to share my story and you know, all that I knew that my story was more of like a liftoff of more things and bigger things and things that people read about every day in the news, but nobody really wants to talk about. It's been really, really relieving to see 
that I've opened some lines of communication for even just those around me. But it's also interesting too, because it is people hear the story through their headphones or whatever. And then they do feel this connection, you know, with my story, but it's still uncomfortable for some people to ask me about it. And the way that I see it is when this happened to my family, it was in the media. So our whole local community knew and I feel like a lot of any type of pride or ego that I had was brushed away. So sharing the worst parts of anybody's life, and especially with it being so traumatic, and not just for me, but for my children, for my family, and even for my husband, I knew that there were going to be some people that would rather just sweep it under the rug and just move on with life and not talk about it. But that's the reason why this type of behavior keeps happening yeah, because yeah. nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. We can pretend that these are super fringe stories, but in in reality, at varying levels, this right. is all too common of a story, right? Again, it, it's sort of, of these different kinds of levels. And Andrea, before I let you two go, I would love to just hear from you, you know, to, I guess to back up a little bit, these, these stories are, of course, shocking and upsetting when you hear them, but also interestingly inspiring when you listen to them as well, like the strength mm-hmm. of the subject matter here and the strength of the women, of the survivors and where we go from here. I- I'm curious, what is your hope for listeners in listening to Betrayal? What would you hope listeners would get out of each season? I think the biggest thing is for people that come to this podcast like Ashley, that they don't feel alone. That was the thing that Jen and I talked about all the time when we first started making season one was if this just helps one person feel less alone than we did our job. And so I've watched two women really grow and wrestle with really complicated emotional baggage and have done a Herculean evolution within, you know, what Ashley's been able to overcome and really examine personally. When I first met Jen, she was really angry and has gotten to a place of peace. Like there is peace on the other side of this. And so I think people come to the show for different reasons. And I think they'll find their own individual thing that makes them realize why they're listening. But I I think really it's to help people feel less alone and show you that time does move on and you are capable of growth and you are stronger than you think. And you are resilient, you know, to, to Ashley's point, like she didn't even want anything out in the papers. And now she's putting it out in front of a million people. Right. You know, it's just having the ability to reclaim what happened to you and, you know, stand in your power is Mm -hmm. a really powerful thing. Yeah. And you probably won't ever know just how many people you've had a positive impact on from hearing your story and that connection that they feel to you. I'm sure many of them will reach out and many more, probably many more than that will never reach out, but they'll still feel that connection. So we're honored that we've had the opportunity to work with both of you on this. And I know that, like we said, after the first season, we hear from so many listeners and I think we'll continue to work with the team to tell these stories, but really appreciate your spending some time with us today. And I hope that everybody watching and listening, if you've not yet heard it. Betrayal, like we said before, it's a difficult podcast at times to listen to. And these are really difficult stories, but also inspiring and really important. And I hope everybody will check them out. But Andrea, Ashley, thanks for for spending some time with us. Thank you, Will. Yeah, thank you, Will. I appreciate you and the whole iHeart team. So thank you. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for spending some time with us today. We'll see you again next week.
Podversations is a production of iHeartRadio. You can find more from the biggest names in podcasting on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.